This is a disaster, David. What is going on? <laughs> what did was, you do? It was, uh, I don't know if, if we're going to have anybody in the chat. They're all still half our fan base is kind of retarded. So they're all sitting back in the other chats wondering why the show is frozen. We had some Nephilim shit go on um, for mysterious reasons that are uh, undisclosed to us. The, the stream went down, but we're back um, before we get into it. <laughs> we're going to do a quick uh, sort of recap of, of the, uh, the, the raffle, because I think it's very important to say, don't forget to go to Nephilim and, I'm sorry, not NephilimDeathSquad.com. We're just fucking it all up. Don't forget to go to TopLobster.com. Get yourself some Nephilim Death Squad merch. Get entered to win an Enhanced Royal Rife machine. <laughs> For those of you who saw the first half, you got to see it. For those of you who didn't, it's a mystery. Go I'm going to uh, should I try it again? Technologies. Should I, I try it again? I think it's going to... Maybe I that was it. it. We're, we're showing... I'm going to do it again. I'm going to do it again. Let's you know why? do it again. Because I don't learn. That's right. <laughs> We're going to do it again. And this is the dumb. So what happened was I'm on my phone and I'm showing you guys the Royal Rife machine and we're just flexing on you homosexuals. We're like, look at this shit. And then I pressed end stream. And yeah, it didn't work out good. Okay. Pop boom. Look, excited, we're, look, we're back. Hey, yeah, he was, was excited, cool. man. Cause look, look, here we go. Right. Super cool packaging. It's not a bomb. <laughs> it's a fucking enhanced Royal Rife machine. Um, different, different frequencies that this thing emits for different ailments. Um, you're not allowed to say that it heals anything because of the FDA regulations on it, but it is a therapeutic machine. It's marketed as such. And if you look at the reviews, I think the reviews say everything that you need to know. People swear by it. They use it regularly. I know you've started using it actually pretty regularly, right? This is something that you've incorporated into your nightly routine. Yeah, I bought it. I bought it with me uh, to the fucking uh, to Luke's house. Well, to the the hotel, which is actually a, a story in itself. I mean, if you, <laughs> if you guys didn't see the the episode with Luke, go and check that out. Is that episode with Luke? With Luke, like we just went there and was like, this is our show, but also this guy's here. And we're just going to talk about Nephilim shit. Yeah, we didn't we didn't yeah. let him do any of the stuff that he wanted to do. He was probably angry about it. It's fine. Yes, yes. Actually, Eddie Grimm, that's right. It is a time machine. So this is a time machine. Yeah, as David said, you can go buy. Uh, Rife Rife loves us for whatever reason. I don't understand it. I keep asking him, "Are you sure? Like, why? Why do you like us?" He's invited but, us to hang out with him and everything too. He's exposing us to his family. I'm like, dude, are you sure you want to do this? I was like, that's uh, a mistake. But, <laughs> awesome dude awesome uh technology um i have the silver i believe uh top has the silver as well we are giving away the en enhanced royal rife machine and we might even be doing something where um if this goes well maybe we'll do it again that's how much rife likes us and so and he also dude you know what sucks i left my notebook and my my blanket at your house i have to pick it I up on it. new year's yeah okay cool don't let anybody else have it dude because you know how he gave I us about blankets We've got an invisibility cloak. It's fucking cool. The notebook, the notebook doesn't have any uh, magical or healative properties, but it's pretty cool. Everything else, I'm like, he gave us a bag of crystals. I was like, what do I do with this? Do I snort them? I, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do with any of this shit. I'm just very, I'm blessed. We're blessed to have it. So thank you very much. But uh, you can have it too. Uh, if you buy a shirt or a t-shirt or a hoodie or whatever it is, or a thong, we're going to be doing those. You're entered to the raffle. So... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, Nephil Nephilim <laughs> squad thongs, baby. No, ne Nephilim shit thong, like just right above the, where the ass crack is, like Nephilim shit. That's definitely some kind of I like Nephilim that. Shit Honestly, there. you could make a classy one on the on the kind of the the pussy pocket if you make just the logo, just real simple. You know, keep it simple. What That's is not that so about? Bad, actually, the we got to make pocket. something for the ladies. 
I don't know. Do like, you ever notice that? Sometimes there's like a pocket on the inside. I did. So my wife had her, she put her underwear on inside out by accident the other day. And I looked and I was like, what the fuck is that? Like, so I poked it and I was like, there's like, this is where you keep your weed or something. What is this? But apparently it's, it's not standard. a bad spot to keep your weed. It's a good weed spot. But, it's, but why though? Like, why is it ev- on, in every, it's, it's technically a pocket pussy, but not in the way that you're thinking. It's just to store some other shit. Know, Maybe it's lipstick. It's a pussy pocket. It's a pussy pocket. Yes. Very important it's the way we, we phrase it. <laughs> not to be confused with the pocket pussy. Um, so guys, don't forget about the raffle. Don't forget to go to, if you love the show, um, one of the best ways to help it grow is to leave a five-star review and a, um, you know, say something nice about it. Say something fucking cool about the boys. It really EMP, helps the algorithm. It boosts us. EMP in the rumble chat says, I want stickers before thongs. And and you know what, bro? Now I'm going to work even harder to get those thongs out and completely ignore stickers. So fuck you. All right. Ask nicer stickers next are, time. See, that we're, Honestly, what we were trying to do, because we don't want to do the same old shit. I was thinking, and and I think Top's on board, a fucking sling, right? Because think about it. As far as, like, materials go, very cheap. And on the pouch, all you do is you burn in. You know how they'll do, like, a not not an embroider, but um a brand, right? You get a Nephilim Death Squad brand, and you just burn that into the sling. And then you can take out the Nephilim. I don't know if that's going to work. I mean, not everybody's the biblical you. King David. Literally anyone could be Nephilim. This is like, again, this is like how, how Rife says, he's like, listen, this doesn't cure cancer. This doesn't do this. It's like, no, I'm telling you right now, literally anybody. So if you buy this weapon, just like use it liberally, capital L. Yes. We don't know. We're not sure. Shoot just fucking at your neighbor, whatever. <laughs> Tell them anybody with, with RH blood. We don't know. Or redheads. We could probably just do redheads. But if you want slings, Nephilim Death Squad slings, Put a 69 in the chat. Um, and if you're looking for a way to support the show, go to patreon.com backslash Nephilim Death Squad. And there's three tiers. They don't mean anything right now. It's fucking butt homunculus for the $3 tier. Um, what is it? It's uh, Squad Soldier for the $5 tier. And we have one shout out to Patrick at the $10 tier for uh, Nephilim Hunter. And right now, that doesn't mean anything. I don't know what it's going to mean in the future. We're going to add things to those tiers. Look, there we go. Scott with the 69. This is very important shit, guys. Don't forget, put the 69 in the chat if you want to sling. And we got to convince Top because he's the guy that with all the... I just shout what I want at him, and then he's like, it can't be done. Uh, So I can't Um, do that. I go to jail. (laughs) Dude, all right. So there's all kinds of shit that we want to get into. But I mean, you brought up... We were talking about our neighbors. If your neighbor has red hair, like like literally they are on the list. But if this neighbor here has red hair, this is a whole different thing. So, I mean, if do you want to get into this bullshit? Because I'm not yeah, even dude, sure what happened here. She's a good Nephilim. She's, she's a good Nephilim. Uh, and, and I listened to an episode today of uh, Tony Merkel's show with uh, Joel Thomas. And he actually did a show on good Nephilim. And we hung out over the weekend with some good one or one good one. But here's another good one. Um, well, like Josie. half good. So, Top, That's going to be wanna, a fun story. Do you want to take she's, – she's basically getting uh, attacked relentlessly by Twitter for I guess what, what would have been her appearance in the conservative uh, women's calendar. How, how, what's the actual terminology for that, Top, you know? I don't know. I think it's – is it a beer calendar? I don't know what these people are doing anymore. I don't follow conservative politics. I don't really even follow politics. I just follow Nephilim shit. And uh, yeah, we really in a sense of tracking them. Yeah. And just tracking literally like I, it's like I have this slingshot. What are they doing next? So <laughs> what, what, what? 
just like um, constantly. Um, yeah, I don't know. So over the weekend, I guess uh, a bunch of these conservative girls got together. They did a they did like a a calendar or some dude did it. And yeah, this is he already knows what's up. Um, so Bryson Gray decides to just throw his hat in the ring and just be like, yo, this shit is demonic. And you know what, Bryson? I'm like with you because like everything we see, we're like, we're going to end up in this in this spot uh, very soon. Like we're going to be like, that's some Nephilim shit. And then they're going to be like, yo, you destroyed my life. Like a whole mob came after me. They doxed me. They're, they're bringing up child pictures of me and shit like this because we said Nephilim shit. So I hope we're a little bit more responsible than this guy. But he was like, this is demonic. And he flipped through the calendar, I guess. And he showed Josie's picture there, the Americana picture well, that we're... Necessarily, I saw the... I saw the thumb of the person who was flipping through the picture and it's a white thumb. So he didn't oh. even flip through the picture. Basically what happened, right? Is it's like, like top says it's a calendar of conservative women. I know on the cover, it's like Riley Gaines, the chick who was swimming and then got beat by a, a dude who is masquerading as a chick. And so this is supposed to be the conservative movements pushback to like all of the, I guess the trans shit really. Right. Uh, it's trying to celebrate women again, which like, Okay, cool. I can get behind that. That's cool. That's reasonable. Um, and then what they do is they have all these women in their in bikinis and, and various, you know, kind of uh, sexually suggestive uh, images. And they're all, you know, one person's July, one person's August. Josie, I think, is November. And what I got to say right off the bat is, right, Conspiracy Extremist says it, Josie has the most modest picture. And that yeah. was my, honestly, and I, I'm a fan of Josie. I was worried when I heard the calendar was coming out. I didn't want uh, I didn't want her to do any hoe shit. I was like, come on, man. But you seem pretty solid. I hope she doesn't do some hoe shit. And then, lo and behold, she didn't. No hoe shit. She didn't do some yeah. hoe shit. So fucking 10 points to Gryffindor on that shit because she didn't do a bunch of hoe shit. And I thought that was really cool. But the, the, the conflation, the issue comes when Bryson, he posts this this image first it's the cover you see the cover of the of the calendar with and look at this guy uh, we're gonna, on it. jesus christ Netflix we're gonna we're gonna get to it uh, yeah we know this is not this part of the show though just hang out yeah. for a couple more minutes all right dude we're and talking also, about cultural stuff. cultural commentary exactly uh so so on the cover you see riley Gaines. she's laid back she's in a bikini right she's literally a fucking swimmer so, you know, do with that what you will. Bikini, the chick is a professional swimmer. Uh, not much of an issue there as far as I'm concerned. And then uh, what ends up happening is when they open the calendar, the very first page you see is Josie. Very conservative, 1950s pinup style in a way, you know. She was just missing sort of the bow on her head. But it's her in a dress with an apron holding a plate of Bush's baked beans. And... That's all the image was. It's just a very quick video. Well, it's and beans. I thought it was a pie. I'm pretty sure it's beans. But uh, hmm. so, you know what? I changed my mind. Josie, I don't like this picture anymore. I thought that was a pie. That changes everything. Yeah, I like I, it's a weird move going with the bushes, baked beans. But I mean, you know, I guess maybe that's kind of a piece of Americana we don't understand. Could be, right? I don't know. That's maybe I don't something. Get it. That goes I'm, over I'm from our Puerto heads. Rico. I don't know what the fuck that's right. about. I've yeah, had this is bushes baked beans. They're good. And if you have in the can, there's often like one lingering piece of pork, which is pretty dope. Uh, and you kind of fish for that bad boy. So, I mean, I could go either way on it. As long as it's I'm the sure brown sugar ones, real good. There's probably like a conspiracy theory is like bushes baked beans is made with human meat or something like that. It's probably baby meat. Who knows? Well, th that's next episode. Honestly. <laughs> yeah, it they, really they resonates with me. 
<laughs> they took a page out of McDonald's book. Um, all right. So Bryson, he posts this video. He says, this is all demonic shit. Um, really missed an opportunity to say Nephilim shit, but he doesn't, he's not there yet. He doesn't get it. And that's all right. Not everybody can be there. You know, people will gradually get there. He's not there yet. What this does is this incites a mob of like, like Christian MAGA rap fans to completely essentially harass, right? It's, it's harassment at this point. They are relentless and they come for Josie in the thousands. Yeah. Which is it like, doesn't make, makes no sense. Cause like all the other girls like, and, and again, like I didn't know anything about this calendar. All I saw was him saying like, like this picture is demonic. And I was like, it's not really demonic. It's a, it's an okay picture. Um, but the other pictures, when I saw them, I was like, ah, oh, fuck. Now I got to like, like my argument is like, yeah, this is kind of like, I don't like this. I don't like the, uh, the way the girls are uh, doing their thing there. I mean, you know, whatever, do your thing. But it's just like, it's weird, right? Like, uh, they're like a we're conservative bit, it's values. It's a little bit hoey. It's a little bit yeah. hoey. Yeah. It's a little bit hoey. And like, look, man, I, I guess what you have to do is you have to back up for a second because it's like, maybe you don't get to just revert culturally in one large leap. You have to sort of follow the stepping stones that got you all the way to trans dudes, smashing women in various sports. Um, and what came not long ago in the, in the nineties and eighties, it was just ho shit. So like, okay, let's take a step back to ho shit. I'm much more comfortable with a little bit of ho shit, uh, than I am with chicks, even though, you know, when a, when a, when a chick gets defeated in like a lifting competition by a dude, right. Or when hilarious. a chick gets defeated in, it's kind of hilarious, right? Because it really highlights like men are better in virtually every single metric. And you know, this is, this is on the world stage. That's one of the things that everybody's missing, right? Is it's like, Oh, it's so terrible that these trans do, but also it's like, damn dudes, right? We just hammer the shit out of women. Like you can't dudes defeat rule. us. It's really unbelievable. Uh, and so I think that should be the big takeaway. See, but, this is the but, problem. Like all day, I was just, I was literally gaslighting and I'm sending you the messages as I'm setting him up for the next answer that I know he's going to give me. And I was like, watch, once he says this, I'm going to do this. And then he just played, I played him like a fiddle. And then he went on his spaces and he's like, come on the spaces. And I was like, first off, he said, come on my YouTube. And I was like, yes, I'll go on your YouTube. I'll grift. We'll do some shit. And then, uh, we'll leave it at that. And then I, I was like, well, I'll interview you and we'll leave it at that, but I'm not doing anything that doesn't benefit me explicitly. But I listened to his spaces and the first thing to do was like, he was like, yeah, repeal the 19th amendment. I was like, oh man, I was like, this guy's speaking my language. Like not it's bad. really hard to not like him. You know, I was, and I was trying my best and I was really, I was really like, like sticking him and, and really doing what I had to do. And then I was like, I just can't not, not, I can't not like this guy. So now, now I'm kind of like conflicted, right? We're friends with Josie, but this dude's also mega based, you know? He's like, cover your wife's head with a, with a, a rag. And I was like, yeah, I like that. I mean, <laughs> I'm I with that. you right I here. I do that regularly. We don't go to Walmart without her having her head in a rag. But I think that, <laughs> look, dude, honestly, it, it wasn't even that much. So, so what you said to him was like, hey, let's, um, he, he offered to debate you. And you said, yeah, let's do that. Let's do a debate. And then we can roll into some uh, scripture and some, you know, information based off of that. And then maybe we could even go to where you see things going in the future, which I thought was like, great. But he said, 
the first word that he typed after that offer was nah, which was a little, and you have the receipts. And I thought you had a, you did a master class in sort of poking them and twisting them and getting them angry. Uh, and I think he did probably behave in a way that in hindsight, you know, we, you and I were saying he probably should just stop talking to you. That would be the the best bet. He probably should have never responded in the first place. That would have been the best bet for him. Uh, but ultimately I do think that he flat out declined the, the, um, the debate. And I, I, I don't know. It just, it seemed like a loss because I do agree. He does seem super based. The only issue that I have is he should have just had the nuance. He should have just said, Hey, yeah. um, the calendar is fucking demonic. That being said, Josie's picture is the least egregious. Um, and that flipping video that you saw from the cover to Josie's image was missing the mark a little bit. There are much more, um, off-putting examples in the calendar and the whole yeah. thing would have been dead, which is why you said, honestly, dude, that topic is only about five minutes long. Let's also add something to it. And you know, to which he just said, I'm a fucking billboard charting top 10 MAGA rapper and I'll not be giving you any of my sweet, sweet clout. And it was, that was pretty much the end of it, but he you did know, anyway, which was unfortunate, which was, which is unfortunate for him. I mean, yeah, it could have, it could have been like a very, for me, I think debating is gay. See, like this guy's like, debate me, bro. I don't do that. That's not, yeah. I'd rather talk to you and see what you're about. Like if we're arguing on Twitter, that's one thing. But if we're talking and having an actual discussion, I want to see what you're talking about and what you mean. And, you know, like, like I said, from what he was saying, I'm just kind of like, okay, based, okay, I kind of understand where you're coming from, but the, he's, you're missing the nuance here. Like, and he did it, he did it purposefully and it was actually really smart. You poked you poked probably, so you poked the most modest dressed person there. You also poked one of the larger followers that he, she has more followers than you. You, you provoked your, your fans to go after her, created this stir. Then you hid behind Jesus Christ, which is to me a little bit gross. Um, I understand what you're doing when you, when you don't bring any kind of like a coherent or tangible talents to the table, like you can't draw you can't really talk into the microphone. You're not funny. I'm just saying things that I'm great at. You do bad rap. It's like, listen, you, you got to be, then I guess if you, if you're not bringing anything, you have to kind of be dishonest, which is what he was doing in a sense. And then doing this, like, you know, the peekaboo thing, right? He's like, Oh, let's, here's a picture of Josie. Oh no, I was saying the whole thing's demonic. You know, now Josie came out. It's like, it's fake and it's also gay. And it also like derails the larger conversation, which we try to have, on this show as much as possible. Besides, I, obviously people are tuning in for the last 30 minutes. They're like, these guys are retarded. But we, we like to talk to people and drag out information from them that we might not have known before and that will move a conversation forward and hopefully be enlightening to the people who are listening and watching and we'll be able to put stuff together better Like as far as like maybe the spiritual realm goes or maybe even personal stuff. You're not doing that. You're just getting likes and you're not even really, I've gotten, I have, you know, one tenth the following of, of Bryce and Gray. I'm getting more likes than you on, on these responses because you're not good at that either. The whole thing just seemed like a exercise in futility. Somebody says he was just on Hotep Jesus. Yeah, I know. I worked for Hotep Jesus. That's not really a big accomplishment. If that's like what you did out of this whole thing, you didn't glorify Christ. In fact, I think that more people are turned off 
uh, to, towards the church right now after this. I'm turned off and I know what you're doing. And I've already been through this. I already like, you know, my, my entire life, I don't know if you, you know this, but like for the last 20 years in and out of the church because of people like that, that are holier than now, which, which again, I also do understand the hard line that someone would take right against, against some cultural things. I get that stance, but like to, to hide behind scripture and then do this kind of funny game and say, no, 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 I wasn't doing that. Since when have I been prideful or boastful? It's like, well, just in my DMs, man. You were just bragging about how you were, uh, I don't know, you ranked some song on some uh, billboard by, made by some Jews. It's not an accomplishment. It's an embarrassment. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I don't know. I, I just thought there could have been a more cohesive and productive conversation had. And we could have drawn it out of him. But, you know, he passed up. So God bless. Stay in the MAGA realm doing your circle jerks over there with the Christians that may come and go, but we'll never really learn what, what this is all about. They just, it's just very superficial shit. And, you know, I thought we could have done a, done a better job with that. Like we, like, like we did this weekend, people seem to like it. Cause we, we went deep. We talked about shit that matters and we talked about it in a meaningful way. Not this, you know, clickbait bullshit, target your friends kind of thing. It's like, but do, do you, do you boo, you know? You know what, man? I think a, a great way to, to wrap that is we you're right, man. We could have had a conversation that started with this disagreement, but then led to a much bigger and much more fruitful conversation about spiritual warfare. But instead, all that happened was a full blown war of everyone, you know, energy and resources and time dumped into a fucking calendar. And that's yep. the big thing. That's where the that's where the war is. That's where the front line is. The front line is a fucking calendar. Meanwhile, you know, uh, uh, Tucker is talking about. See, and, and and that's where you're right. We're on the best political show with Luke Rutkowski and Clint Russell, and we're talking about the deceptive nature of this alien agenda and the fact that it's coming to the forefront and what this might actually mean. That's what we're talking about. But instead, Twitter is ablaze with a fucking calendar. You see, this is, yeah, he's doing some nitpicking, but there's a valid point to holding the right to a higher standard. And I'm glad he is, but I just feel like, like he said, pick your battles a little bit better. Like, like, uh, so, I mean, we, we've got the next clip ready to pull up and, and we were just joking about this shit yesterday, right? Like about like, yo, there's a lot of other things going on that seem to be a little bit more prevalent like this. I, I don't even know where this is somewhere in, yeah. in Europe, obviously. How, how long is this clip? Uh, play this from the beginning. I got to plug my laptop in. Yeah. A Krampus in Austria. I don't even know where Austria is. That's where uh, Schwarzenegger's from, right? Not Australia, maybe close to Germany. I'm, where, I'm an idiot. I have no idea. Okay. I, so yeah. Um, I, I think Austria is, is um, Germany or at least it's Germany adjacent. And I don't know fucking uh, geography. On. That's definitely not my strong point. There's something there. There's something going there on. There it is. What is that up there? What's hiding in the background, is baby? It? It's the star of Remfan. Every single time. Every, Every single time. Every single time. Yeah. And Germany, you know, people. France. Okay. Thank you, Gustav. People are like, oh, this is just like the festival of Krampus and uh, that's a snowflake. I'm like, I don't know, dude. This looks fucking demonic to me. This kind of stuff is going on out in the open. You've got, right. you got people, you've got Satanists putting up statues in the, you know, in, in Congress and in political, in political buildings and shit like that. And we're like, nah, 
I want to talk about this calendar because it's it's low hanging fruit. <laughs> this dude said uh, it's Geneva, Switzerland. That's what I that's what I guessed. I was like, is this fucking Geneva, Switzerland? Somebody was like, no, dude. It says Austria at the bottom. I was like, you can't expect me to read. Um, I'm not going to do that. But <laughs> it is. You know, we were just talking about that whole the Church of Satan advocating for not advocating, but also uh, what would be the word here? Providing or funding abortions for women who are willing to abort their babies while doing the satanic ritual. I don't know what exactly the satanic ritual is, but this is what they've actually, you can find this pretty easily on Twitter. If you type in church of Satan and, uh, and abortion, can we get a, uh, a Wikipedia early life check on Krampus? Krampus is an interesting one too. Cause it's like, well, what the hell is this? Basically my understanding of it is that Krampus is Santa's enforcer. So if you do, cool stuff santa's gonna give you cool stuff if you do you know pretty uncool stuff krampus is gonna fucking murder you so a little bit disproportionate as far as like the penalty versus the you know the the winning side there the prize i think there's a little bit of uh, unevenness but yeah german it's aggressive like the language like what's in fucking it's like they said make me some eggs i was like oh shit dude (laughs) yeah why are you so mad he said round up the jews about it He's very much a. Um, <laughs> he said, "Round up the juice." <laughs> He's very much like a demonic thing, or at least in the movie that I saw. There's a movie you can see called Krampus, and you know he's. Uh, it's Nephilim shit. He's he's uh, Krampus is the actual pagan side of Christmas lore. And you know what I will say, when it comes to the paganism and Christmas idea, which I subscribed to for a long time, I genuinely thought that this was the case that uh, Christmas was a rebranding of an ancient pagan holiday. But now we're finding out that there is evidence that suggests that the celebration of the birth of Christ on Christmas predates the pagan holiday holiday rather by 200 years. And can't say definitively whether or not that's true. We're working on a guy having him on the show. And when I say working on it, I mean, we have not reached out to him, but we plan on it. We've done nothing. We've literally done <laughs> We've nothing. Done I watched episodes. an episode. Yeah, but, but we're going to get him on and then we're going to tell we're him. Gonna he's going to tell on. you about it. And then you'll, you would have heard it here first, even though he said it somewhere else. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, I mean, um, you know, that, that whole thing of, of all of it happening out in the open and maybe Krampus is a longstanding tradition that's already been going on for a long time, uh, could be right. But as far as the saturation in the public view of all this crap, the, 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 the fucking statue in the Iowa state building, uh, the church of Satan who have argued by the way, with both me and top, I didn't respond to them. Cause I, I wasn't trying to, I, I don't even know what I was doing. I was out somewhere and I noticed like, Oh, the church of Satan is tweeting at me. Oh, and by all the they way. ever tweet is like plausible. Like they're just denying things. Like we have nothing to do with this. That's, that's the tweet that I got was like, we have nothing to do with whatever this is. Uh, which I think was also about the, uh, the statue in the Iowa state building. And, the funding of abortions, you know, just the saturation in the music industry. Hip hop is inundated with just this constant uh, uh, cudgel over the head of just Satanism hidden in everything. It's fucking insane. Uh, somebody in the chat saying September 11th is Christ's birthday and that December 25th is Nimrod's birthday. I don't know. I just like I said, now we've got something that I'm hoping I'm hoping that what this guy says has some validity to it. We can go down a path where we start to learn that within reason there is an argument to be had that it's not the case. And I hope it's not because I fucking like Christmas. Either way, um, it's like small stuff, you know, like, like what, what this guy is picking at, you know, there's, there's other things going on like this, this shit that just kind of popped up 
out of nowhere. And you haven't seen yeah, this what one, the fuck right? Is this? I haven't seen this. No, no. Did you, you Google her thumbs? No, I did not Google her thumbs. I forgot to do that. Tom right. says she has incredibly small thumbs. This is not something that I was aware oh, of. The thumbs are normal. The thumbnail is about half the size of what it is. It looks very creepy. Really? Anyway, yeah, listen. So listen to what she says here. Um, but yes, we do consume each other's blood on occasion for ritual purposes only. <laughs> it is used for a reason and it is controlled where it's like, let's shed a few drops of blood and each drink it. He's much more haphazard and hectic and chaotic where he's willing to just like cut his chest open with broken glass and be like, take my soul. Let me bleed on you. <laughs> it doesn't not happen. Let me tell you, maybe not exactly like that, but it, a version of that has happened many times. Just a few drops. Okay. Yeah. It's to me, it's just like, uh, it's asinine to talk about other stuff when like this stuff is going on directly out in the open. It is wild. So she's talking about her and that dude, Machine Gun Kelly, that uh, Sam Tripoli actually has beef with him. And it's like, now I understand why. But this is just what they're doing. And they're very comfortable doing it. And they're making like child children's movies, too. You know, this this bitch is in the. Um, no. Yeah, she was in a fucking what's that one called with the, the robots? Transformers. Oh, oh, Transformers. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's a kid's movie, right? That's like, I don't know, PG at the time or maybe PG-13. She's like been out of the public eye uh, since then. I remember hearing something where it was like she was a bitch. And so she basically got thrown off set and they like put her in with, you know, they they filled her character with a different shake or her, her character, you know, just became no longer uh, canon and went somewhere. But yeah, I mean, you know, Machine Gun Kelly has always been strange to me. Um, I remember when he was starting to gain popularity in the hip hop world. For some reason, I just didn't. I had one one right one white rapper was enough. I don't consider Vinny Paz a white rapper. Uh, Eminem was enough for me. I never even got into Mac Miller. A lot of people say that I missed that train. I should have been doing that. But there was just something about like this wave of white rappers that came after Eminem, where I was like, I'm not too keen on it for some reason. I don't know what it is. Maybe some sort of like self hatred, you know, within my own heart. Um, so when when it came to Machine Gun Kelly, I totally missed that. I watched him sort of have a meteoric rise when he had a beef with Eminem, which I thought was kind of fun. Um, but obviously Eminem destroys him. And then after that, he became much more effeminate and then started making pop punk music. He started like emulating almost like the sound of like old Blink-182 or Green Day or some shit like that. Like he got fucked up so bad that he changed genres, which I thought was really weird. And, um, and then he became, yeah, like the world's biggest simp. Did you, I mean, did you see that arc with like, he was, like wearing and, a skirt at some point? Yeah. And he also wasn't talking. Megan Fox was talking for him and he was whispering in her ear. Uh, Fred Durst is in fact the only good white rapper. Wasn't it he who said um, everything is fucked and everybody sucks? Clint is the only <laughs> white rapper I listened to. Yeah, what the I, fuck? I just learned over the weekend that that Clint rapped. Oh, dude, you didn't know. Yeah, so if it, actually, let's go back a little bit more. So Clint does rap. I, I wish I could pull up this one of his raps here. Um, but I had no idea why did was, he rap. There was this one time where everyone was piling on Clint. He was having his Josie moment, but on a much smaller scale for backing Eliza Blue. I don't think you guys were around back then. 
Very funny shit. So somebody's like, so he had on Eliza Blue and this guy Thaddeus Russell, and they're talking about age of consent. Whatever. This was years ago. And then it came back. Somebody dug up a clip because Eliza Blue was getting killed. So they dug up this clip and like, look at this fucking bold pedophile, this and that, blah, blah, blah. They said he looks like he looks like a fucking fat Fred Durst. So they were calling him pedophile Fred Durst. Right. And it's it's Wednesday and I'm watching this shit go down. I'm laughing. But Clint's having a breakdown because this is the first time that he's getting killed like this. And at the very end of it, Clint was he was about to tap out and say, listen, I'm not coming on Tower Gang today, guys. This is just like a little too much. I'd say like 8.30 before we're ready to start. Fred Durst tags him in a post. The real Fred Durst. And he goes, I don't know who the fuck this guy is, but it's not me. And I'm like, this is how big it got. That like Fred Durst was like, he, he actually had to double take. He was like, well, did I say that? Was that me? Like, <laughs> I had to denounce it. He, was like, he had this to denounce is not- Clint. Yeah, it's, it's very funny. And then to think about, too, like maybe he was like he's Googling Fred Durst pedophile constantly. Like, do they know yet? Do they know yet? Do they know yet? And it came oh up. He's like, God, oh, he's fuck, sweating. they know. Yeah, but it just turns out to be some guy down with a podcast. Very funny. I don't even remember where I was going with this shit. Well, Conspiracy Extremist just brought to my attention that it is actually yeah. him rapping on the intro to Liberty Lockdown. I had no idea. That doesn't even sound like Clint. That is You've heard bizarre. it? I, I I listened to Liberty Lockdown. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. And I had no idea that that was him. Uh, Liberty I'm, Lockdown, I'm please scan your barcode. Um, <laughs> damn, what the fuck? I forget that. <laughs> no, it's great. no, hold on a second. I don't even give a shit. I don't care at all. I got to fucking see if I can play this real quick. Hold on. Oh, man. That, yeah, his, his shit is amazing. Um, you know what? He's like taken down. I've noticed that. For, he's not playing the... Um, the intro anymore he no, like took away the intro sometimes it just starts it's a hard start and i guess he was like that fucking hurts every time i listen to it i'm sorry man, he man. did as a, a dude he did a remix what, what too somebody like so I, i'm a fan of the first version of it because it was like very it was sloppy but i i liked it then he had somebody redo it and then he rapped over it again and he lost a little bit of the live the live flavor that he brought to it the the, the sloppiness of it and it now he's just too, skipping uh, it like too sterilized yeah, it came to like, yeah, it was like in a box. I didn't like that. I liked, I liked it better when he was, it was raw. That's, you could tell it's from the heart. So, you know why that's really funny to me? Because there are things, I, this is really for the audience too, right? Top's been around these people. I've not been around these people, right? I'm new to like, I've done a podcast for a long time, but I've never really gone out, socialized, made friends, done anything like that. Um, and I'm learning now that, your perception of people is so far from the fucking mark and it will be totally twisted when you actually meet these people. So over the weekend, uh, top and I had an awesome opportunity to go to Luke Radowski's Radkowski's something Polish Luke's house, uh, in Miami (laughs) and, uh, and hang out with him and Clint and be on the best political show, uh, which is the name of the show. And so that was totally jarring. Because, you know, I, you show up to a dude's house and, and he had just moved in about four days prior. And, you know, the energy was weird. It was really standoffish. I don't blame Luke because he doesn't know who the hell we are. Um, but let's just say it, it was very strange. And then afterwards, uh, and by the way, we crushed. So go check that shit out because we didn't let that strangeness, strangeness get in our way. We fucked that show up. high strangeness. Um, 
high strangeness. <laughs> we broke their record for like most live viewers, um, you know, in the chat, all that other shit. No big deal. So we go and we hang out with Clint afterwards. And <laughs> Clint, Clint lives in a, a fucking high rise on the 23rd floor. Very cool, right? So <laughs> first off, I've known Clint for a long time. And every time I'm like, he says he's rich, but I'm just like, he's probably, he, may, he might be, he might not be. This motherfucker's rich. We, we, you drive into his, it's, it's first off, I've never seen anything like this. It's a condo. It's a high rise community. So you drive in, there's like a, a gated entrance and they take your ID and all this shit. And then you, you go through and there's just like high rise after high rise after high rise. I, I don't know. Maybe there's 500 of them. I'm not sure. Cause he lives in, in like the numbers were going up to like 700 or something. So yeah. I'm like, what the fuck is this place? Then we go into the lobby. Like somebody valets our car. I'm like, when he comes dude, we don't even know, by the way, if that fucking dude was the valet. We weren't even sure. Top just fucking I watched Top do this, by the way. And I, I got to say, man, I was very surprised. A black dude says in, in barely discernible language, uh, give me he keys. Goes, he goes, how's some mom the keys, huh? And I was like, I guess this is it. <laughs> so I gave him my keys. I mean, look, man, when you show up to like high rise buildings and you go through a gated entry and there's a black guy you know, with his hand out for your keys, you just imagine that this is what luxury is like, right? So, so yeah, give him your keys. Top basically throws the keys at his chest and keeps walking, doesn't even break pace. And we go through these sliding doors and everything is like, mar like, like, I don't know, expensive stone. There's like a grand piano in the corner. There's some bitch with, you know, like a tilted fucking hat, like, um, like the French people wear, where it's like a tilted pancake hat with a little pokey coming up. Out a of little, the a little this fan. Bitch is just, yeah, 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 and she's just standing there in the lobby. Um, and by the way, no one's around her to, to help you. They pay her to be there. Like, she doesn't even live there. She just goes, oh, Lord, such yeah. a hot day outside. Doesn't <laughs> make eye contact, doesn't speak to you. She's just there for decoration. And we are clearly plebs, right? We're like... What do we what do we fucking do? There's like glass that you can't get. It's a glass sliding door and there's a big camera looking at you and it shows you on a monitor and it's like facial uh, features not recognized and it won't open the door. It scans your face and it won't open the fucking door. So we're just standing in the lobby like what the fuck? Luckily, um, because we are street rats, somebody came through that door and we slid through really quickly, you know, because we kind of knew like this is we're never getting in otherwise. And um <laughs> And there's like, well, dude, it was like, Clint, Clint was like, yeah, come over. But he didn't tell us any of this shit. He was like, yeah, you're just going to drive this way. And I'm at this building. And I was like, all right, yeah, no big deal. I was like, this is a whole, this is a to do. This is a process to get through oh, this yeah, shit. Dude, it was, it was intimidating so then, too. I felt like the fucking uh, elevator was more expensive than my house. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We get to the elevator. and I was like, this shit is like really nice. He's like nicer finishes in this elevator than I have anywhere in my house. And I just put like a new kitchen. I was like, what the fuck is going on right now? So then we go up all the way to his like his his penthouse basically, and I was like, "This is unreal! It's it's unreal!" So and it looks like it looks like a hallway, like 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 a, the shining hallway, right? When you go in, you look down, it's just like endless rooms this way, endless rooms that way. So I go and I like I hope this is it. We knock on the door, and we hear him. Actually, you didn't pick up on this. He's he's uh, <laughs> such a bizarre experience. He's loading or unloading the dishwasher. Do you remember the noise that you heard making that yeah, this is yeah. going to be important when we come back to this? So, so he comes, he opens the door and we're like, what's up, man? I was like, this is fucking crazy what you've got going on in here. Like, I didn't think that it was. And he's like, yeah, no big deal. Just like, yeah, oh yeah, whatever. So 
I he, walk in. He minimized everything. Like it was like I'm like, dude, this is fucking like looks like more money than I've ever seen. Even initially, and we'll get there. But it is initially, it's overwhelming. Yeah, it was very like so you walk in, and and I was expecting Clint to be like like a mattress on the floor, TV, and like a couple of bowls. But I was like, this place is actually fully furnished and it's stunning right it's like oh wow like what's going on in here like i'm then there's like this huge balcony so you're very like oh shit like this place like is nice but as you as you start to look <laughs> as you're there longer you're like wait a second there's some like suspicious thing what was the first thing that kind of like tipped you off you're like what's going on in this place i'll tell you what the fucking first thing was the first thing was the fact that we were just out with clint at a burger joint by the way called the best burger or some shit it was not the yeah, best it was a burger. lie simply wasn't all right it that guy luke likes wasn't. to say the best political show the best political the t-shirts best burger if none joint, of it's true. it was not fucking it was not true so we show up we were just out with him all we did was stop at Publix to get like some drinks he has dude this is insane to me all right as somebody who like when you host you know you try to do a good job he made such an effort to rapidly change into sweatpants like pajama pants and a sweatshirt and a beanie that was pulled over his eyebrows that all of it looked like it was his childhood clothing like you know how people have like a, an old blankie that's really worn out and it's like he put that the equivalent of that in the form of a sweater and and pay. so he didn't he was like these fucking people are coming over i don't give a shit about them it's pajama yeah, he actually time, right he dressed down somehow he went from like on luke show he was wearing basketball shorts and he was like what's more ratty than basketball shorts and he, crazy, he went through dude. his outfits he was like this this shit here and he put it on so it's like very jarring like this is like I was just playing Pokemon today and I was like, why would they ever like put in a thing called roar or something like that in attack? No one uses roar. You use scratch, right? You get right to the point. You're fucking trying to take those hit points down. But he did a roar to us. Like we went in and we were like, like fucking, it was, it was uh, disorienting. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> like, it which was super up? fucking weird, man. I, so we walk in and the, everything is nice. You know, at, at first glance, I really got to see this balcony because we're on the 23rd floor, which, by the way, is like that'll give you fucking vertigo. I was not yeah. comfortable. Clint was standing behind me and I was like, please don't like, please move. I'll move. You know what? I'll move. I moved to the side to look over the balcony. I did not like that. Um, but we go back inside and I'm like, man, this is cool. Like, it's a really nice place. And then you start to realize, like. Oh, this furniture was provided by it was already here when he moved in. Yeah. And then. You start to look at like the details of things. And I look over and I go, is that, is there blood on that pillow? <laughs> no, nah. nah, there's no blood on this pillow. And then I go, um, well, I, I bought a bottle of champagne. So, uh, because I'm a faggot. So I go, let me, uh, <laughs> let me, Clint, where are the cups? And he goes, oh, in the cabinet over there. So I go to the cabinet and there's just a sea of like white mugs. So I'm like, okay, whatever. He doesn't have anything else but white mugs. No big deal. I reach in, I grab the mug. I look inside of it. I put it back on the shelf. It's fucking like filled with, um, he says like, uh, Kratom. It just looked like somebody had coffee and then dumped the coffee in the sink and put the fucking mug back <laughs> in the thing. And I said, Hey, this is gross. And he said, uh, no, they've all been washed. <laughs> like they went through the cycle right before you got here <laughs> and then both of our wives 
because we're hanging out with our wives too, right? Which, if it's way, just like, us, if it's just us, this is going to be like no problem, okay. bro shit. Yeah, this is fine. But my wife is now there and I could see your wife judging. So I'm like, oh shit, this is going, this is getting crazy now. I'm just, I'm sitting back and watching and laughing because I, I sort of know what I'm expecting here. Somebody said well, in the I rumble chat, a seasoned that. mug. This mug was well seasoned. It was, yes. it had rings on the inside of it like a tree. You could, <laughs> every time yeah. you didn't watch it, it was another, it was another it ring. It was fucking insane, dude. So, so I, I'm like, um, you know, at, at some point my wife wants water. I don't even remember how that went. She had to, I think both, both our wives like washed the mugs. They were like, no, I can't simply can't drink out of this. Got to wash these mugs. And so I look up, I realize there is a single wine. And they're glass. like, do you have any cups? Yeah. And he's like, no, no cups. He had one cup. He actually, I think he had two. One had like water and one had soda. And he was like, no more cups, two cups. That's all I got. No underwear, two cups. <laughs> so now it's so fucked up, bro. It just gets so much, so much crazier because we start drinking and we're, we're having conversation. That was great. Like chopping it up with, with, you know, with you and Clint and we're all hanging out. We're all talking. Awesome conversation. I get sleepy because it's getting late. It's like 11 o'clock or something like that. And no, for, um, you were sleepy at eight o'clock. I was sleepy at eight o'clock. Yeah. And, yeah. and so uh, all of a sudden Clint goes, do you want to go to the, there's like a recreational room. You could play some, some pong and shit. And I'm like, Okay. Yeah, they're fine. This is because Clint's already said, "Hey, you guys can stay the night here, so that we're not scrambling for hotel, you know, arrangements at the last second. So I go, "Okay, cool." He goes, "I, have, <laughs> I have a spare room here," and I'm like, "We'll we'll, we'll let uh, Top and his wife take that." And he goes, "I have a large bean bag in the living room," and I'm already getting tired and I've, I'm a little bit drunk, and I go, "It's fine. Me and my wife can sleep on this giant bean bag." And just so you guys know, it's not the one with the beads in it. It's like it's firm. It feels like it's filled with like shredded clothes or something like that. You know, like one of those kind of jammies. So I was already eyeing that thing up. Like, all right, I'm going to go to fucking sleep soon. And Clint's like, you want to go play pong? I'm like, fuck it. Fine. I don't want to, but yes, yes, I do. And it ended up being a great time. Honestly, you guys got strangely competitive. Um, you guys both have a really weird competitive side. I suck at all sports except for like combat sports. So I don't have any competition in me when it comes to that shit. Cause I know I'm ass, but I watched you guys go, <laughs> back and forth like like two asian dudes playing ping like, pong like it was fucking it was weird i mean almost diving for it and and clint by the way who does not drink is fucking pouring he bought his only glass think about it he bought his only glass and he fucking it's a tall glass guys he's filling it halfway with vodka and then he's putting a splash of like some fucking, you know, Coke Zero, a splash of Coke Zero, and he's drinking half glasses of vodka. Hilarious. I mean, you know, Clint's a big dude, right? He's like fucking uh, 6'10 and, you know, 350 pounds, all all pure Nephilim bloodline. And so I get it. He can drink a lot. But this is such a disbursement because like he's like so he was so comfortable with us. He's like, I'm going to drink around these motherfuckers. Oh. And we're just like, yo, we're going to tell everybody about your house because it was a, it was probably the most wild thing. And and keep in mind, people, the the weekend or these couple of days, like what happened at Luke's house was strange. It would have been the strangest thing I did that week. But no, a couple hours after what, what happened at Clint's house, it was just like, I don't know what the fuck's going on anymore. Like we, we just spoke to like 170,000 people. No big deal. What happened in this apartment? We're like, what the fuck? It was 
it was very reminiscent of like uh, the, the episode I was I kept saying the episode of Dave Chappelle where he's like he's dressed as Prince and they play basketball and he's like like he made me take my shirt off to play fucking ping pong so he knew which sides <laughs> which team I was on I was like I'm on my team there's no one else on this side he was like take the shirt off take the shirt off top <laughs> I was like all right fine I'll take the shirt off so he's like we play ping pong we play pool we have a great time it's fun we're like all right let's go back upstairs yeah, everyone's tired. Like your wife is so tired that she was crying at some point. Like uh, I think her, <laughs> she made herself cry because her contacts were dry. So we're like, all right, let's go back upstairs. Clearly it's been a long day. We've been on the road. I drove like five hours to get there since like seven in the morning. And okay, let's wrap it up. It's been a good day. So go ahead. What, what happens when we get back? Wild Dude, shit. So I, and I want to reiterate, uh, Clint, Awesome dude. Very hospitable in the way that he knows how to be hospitable, which is great conversation. A lot of fun. We had a lot of fun. Um, you know, let us use his cup. Very cool. But <laughs> it's one when it gets but when it gets to the end of the night, we're sitting there and we're very tired. And um well, and let Clint me, goes, let, it's like, let me tell a story. Let me tell a story before you hit this part. There's been times where I say, Clint. Why do you sleep so much? And he goes, you know, Top, when it's time to work, I work you hard. And when it's time to sleep, I sleep you hard. And when it's time to play, I play hard. And I was like, that sounds retarded. But no, he means it. He really does mean it. So go ahead. <laughs> like we, we go back up to like so, this top floor and everyone's 23 tired. fucking floors up. And not all right. So he does play hard, right? Like he went really hard playing ping pong. Like he was yeah. sweating. Yeah, I think he took a shoe. He never wears shoes, I noticed either. Like, he never, at one point, he traversed an entire fucking building with no shoes. Like, and then he went to the rec room, bare feet. And so... <laughs> six toes. Um, it's crazy. Six toes, I noticed. I didn't know if you noticed. And so, we get back up to the room. Everybody's sleepy, very sleepy. And he starts to mock us. And mind you, like, he's very drunk by this point. We're all very comfortable. It's very fun. And he goes, um, he goes, you guys are, are, are asleep? You're, you're tired? And it's like 1130. It's almost midnight or maybe it was 1230, whatever. And I go, <laughs> you know, and then I realized like, oh, he's fucking serious. Like he's like very surprised that we're tired. Mind you, the beanbag is in the living room. Right. And he is sitting on the sofa complaining that we're tired. And he goes, um, well, I mean, you guys can go to sleep, but uh, I'm going to play Harry Potter. Yeah, it's just like and he <laughs> Like, I'm gonna play some video in front games. Of the fucking TV, dude, and he puts on the new Harry Potter, and he just starts saving the village. Whatever the mission is, he's saving the village, and he was entirely serious. And you're not gonna sleep, right? Because he's playing. That would be weird for me and my wife to just be cuddled up on a beanbag, not a lot of room. <laughs> we're we're literally grasping each other to keep each other from rolling off the sides of the beanbag, and within touching distance is just Clint. And he's playing, he's playing Harry Potter and he doesn't fucking care actually that you're trying to sleep. He's got to play Harry Potter. So he goes, um, so I go, 
all right, I guess I'm going to drag this fucking beanbag because I'm drunk, <laughs> dude. I'm not even thinking about like that. This is unreasonable. The, the women, by the way, when he says this, they go fucking what? And they just take to their phones and they start texting. My ringer is always off. So I don't fucking know this is happening. So apparently I'm being inundated with text messages that go, no, stop. What are you doing? Don't drag the beanbag. I'm dragging <laughs> the beanbag into the guest room because I am prepared to sleep uh, at at top and his wife's feet, essentially, they were their feet would have been right there, and I would have been uh, wrapped up, and all that would have been separating us, by the way, from uh, it's, it's just a thin door with glass panels, like it's not an actual door, it's double doors with glass panels, and and right on the other side of it, Clint is playing Harry Potter, and um, honestly, I could have done it because of how tired I was, how drunk I was, and I need like a like noise, you know, when I go to sleep. There was a fan there, and I strategically moved it right next to where my head was going to be and i went okay no big deal i get back out and sit down and my wife is like check your phone so i look this at my like, phone and it's like this is very I'm, I'm i'm listening and this very homeless person behavior i'm like yeah this is like he's like well there's a couple of newspapers in that room i guess no I big deal, just, dude. No big deal. I, dude, I, I don't like when shit fucks with my sleep i really don't but also i can sleep pretty much anywhere and and i also like to go to sleep very early you know when 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 Clint says when it's sleepy time, it's sleepy time. Sleepy time is very important to me. And I was I'm just as long as I know what the situation is going to be, I'm fine. I just don't like the the unknown when it comes to sleepy time. And so if this is going to be my my fate is to be on this beanbag at the foot of the bed that you're sleeping on, which, by the way, if you looked under all the slats that are supposed to hold the mattress up, they're all collapsed. Like they're just down. Here's like what I realized. I've been thinking about it. So like when you walk into his house, right? It's like you can, if you, if you just drew a line from where you walk in, everything to the left, he doesn't go. He doesn't use it. Like even the kitchen. I don't even right. think he goes into the kitchen from the middle, like where the couch, right? The couch is. And then his bedroom, you could tell somebody lives there. Like he's doing shit. Like even if you think there's just hot sauces on the floor right next to the TV. I was going to say that five, yeah, he, five different fucking hot sauces. Yeah, I love this guy. It's my wife was like stunned, but I was like, it makes me love him more. Like I really do appreciate him because he's he's just gonna do. Clint's gonna do what he's gonna do, and he literally yeah. did. But the whole thing when when we just sat down and he was just like, I'm just gonna play Harry Potter, and I was like, this guy. I was like, he's not he's not gonna really do it, and he did it, and it was That's wild. Good. And he was telling us about the armor. He's like, oh, the armor I got going on here. I was like. This is crazy. Yeah, because Top so, asked him. Top's like, all right, you're going to play Harry Potter? What are you doing? He's like, well, I got to save this village. So right now what I got to do is I got to go to this forest, right? And I got to collect this shit right here. I got to fight these guys. But I got to save the village. It's a series of missions. You don't just do it in one fell swoop. It's a series of missions. You save the village. And, and I'd Top be totally like, down. All right. And then you went to go take a shit. Yeah, I was like, yeah, right. Because I, I already knew that my wife was going to be like, and, and you're, I could see them. I saw them in the corner of my eye. I was like, I'm just going to go over here for a minute. And let you guys figure this out because that was like wild, just wild shit. Like, oh, my God, I can't wait to tell. I hope he doesn't watch this because tonight is going to be uh, not a confrontation, but I'm going to ask him, like, why? Yeah. <laughs> what did you? Yeah. Why did you do that to us? Because, like I said, like. He's very hospitable. This is what I'm talking about when it comes to like meeting people like Clint is very intelligent. You listen to Liberty Lockdown and it's like, man, talk about getting a nuanced and informed take. If you want to learn something, good place to go. Um, financial genius, right? Obviously done a lot of good things. Um, 
hospitality is just not even when I was like the most poor, I would like if I knew people were coming over, it would be a whole thing. Like I'd make sure everything was exactly as it's supposed to be. And we're going to be playing this music and we're going to lay out a spread of food. You know, even if it was just Ritz crackers with cheese whiz when I was broke, like there was fucking accommodations were made. Right. Clint like opened that door and he was like, I don't fucking know. Like, dude, whatever you do with your body, <laughs> you figure it out. Fucking do it. Yeah. We're like, where do we sit? Like there's boxes everywhere. He's like fucking on the floor. I don't fucking know. <laughs> Not, like, You want to sit next to me? Like you want to watch me play Harry Potter? Just fucking insane people shit. But honestly, I wouldn't have had it any other way because it was amazing. Like it, yeah. it genuinely was amazing. Even, even Luke's house was like, man, we showed up and we kind of go like, like Clint's there at the door, big welcoming hug. Awesome. We walk in and it's a fucking, it's just cold as shit. Like nobody's making eye contact with us. Um, Luke is just on the fucking computer, like setting shit up and you know, top like cracks a joke, kind of like, Hey fucking what's going on here. I walked in, I had Luke's package, right? He had an Amazon package on the front porch. I picked it up on my way in I forget because I'm fucking, I like people to an extent, you know? So I forget, I don't know him. So I fucking walk in and I go, Hey Luke, got your package. You know what he says? I don't know if you caught this. Nothing. He didn't even make a fucking sound. It's wild. And I was like, I was like, Oh, I don't know this man. That was silly of me. What am I doing here? And so I fucking put his shit on the table and then we go and we, you know, we sit down and eventually it's like, um, our wives are there with us and they're just like, you guys got to go outside and they just fucking send, they just send our, our wives in the backyard. And then they start laughing in the backyard. Cause our wives are hitting it off, having a good time. And then unfortunately Clint has to go outside and be like, um, ladies, would you, uh, would you mind not laughing? Maybe, maybe don't do that. Thank you very much. And then Can goes you keep back it inside. A, keep it at a golf clap, please. Luke is getting mad. <laughs> <laughs> it was and then we get slid a piece of paper and the paper is like don't say faggot don't say nazis uh don't swear for the first hour on youtube which was like actually very hard it said, don't say don't say the name of your show <laughs> yeah dude we couldn't say the name of our show because it has death in it and that's like a no-no somehow you're gonna get you know you're gonna get your and look i get it he's got a huge thing going on and I don't want to make it sound like I'm ungrateful, right? I'm just noticing things. These are just things that I want to point out because the whole situation was very strange. I'm a uh, noticer afterwards, too. Yeah. And, but afterwards, he, he, he warmed up a lot because we fucking crushed. And it was like, oh, these guys aren't just retards. They actually did a good thing here and they gave me record-breaking numbers and, you know, all that other stuff. So now I like them. I hope In that's comparison. not the way that it went, but that's the way that it felt. In comparison to my time on Timcast, it was very like warm and inviting, which doesn't say much. So that's, yeah, it, Timcast was very much the same thing. Like you go in, it's like nobody wants you to be there. Nobody likes anybody. Everyone's scared. I was like, this is fucking awful. So when, when we eventually do something big like this, it's not going to be uh, like awful like that. It'll be uh, somewhat, somewhat nice. You know, and not to say again, thank you for inviting us, but it was just, it was just awkward. It was, it was always awkward. I knew it was going to be awkward and it is what it is. I don't think, th I don't think that he would even take offense to hearing this. I think he knew that it was awkward, you know, and, and look, man, you have people that you don't know and you're inviting them into your home. 
And also you're busy and you're trying to set up a show. So this is reasonable shit. I would have made more of an effort, but who knows? Maybe that would have meant that I was lacking on the technical side of things because I was so focused on making the guess. It's like, look, eventually we're going to start the cameras and everything's going to be cool. For now, I got shit that I got to do. Very well could be the case. Um, and afterwards he was, and I also know that he was uh, recovering from a stomach bug. So that that actually could be um, part of it. You know, he said that he wasn't doing well. I was like, sure, hope you had a stomach bug and you don't have the fucking flu. And now I'm about to have diarrhea. I remember I the first about thing that. he said to me. I was like, fuck, yeah, I'm going like, to get fuck. sick too. The first thing he said to me actually was, um, you're not afraid of dogs, are you? And it was like probably a question that should have uh, preceded me coming into your home and being face to face with this like military trained German shepherd that was like sit down heal like and this fucking thing is just like robotically doing all this and i'm like are you flexing that at any moment you could say kill and this thing would do it but yeah there's like there's like was, a, a flamethrower in the corner there's just a gun on the table there's a, it's it's there's it's, fucking, it's, a, it's a cool house <laughs> it was a cool house it was a cool house um but yeah to go into from that what felt like a relatively hostile environment that we crushed on and then in the end was perfectly comfortable. Everything was fine. Um, to then go to, to Clint's house and to be received so warmly by someone who you would imagine was actually like a vagabond, you know, like this was just a very strange <laughs> situation. Uh, awesome as a dude, just the, 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 the living situation was like, look, honestly, top said it. He's a bachelor, right? I would have expected to go in there and have just seen like a mattress on the floor with a gun and a TV and like a beer can. Um, and it was much more than that. So honestly, I think that made it worse. Than- Clint, a little tip. <laughs> Here's some advice. Get rid of all the furniture because it, it does make it it makes it more baffling to me. Right. Like if it, like, yeah, you're sending mixed signals with what you're doing there. So just like throw everything, throw them off the balcony. <laughs> take take the whole table throw it over. there was also a, a picture of a watermelon in his kitchen and i was like i don't know what the fuck is going on right now but who's where are we i looked at him and said whose shit is this and he was just like no big deal i was like that's not a good answer man what is good what's happening here just, and like i want you to picture that when top looks uh, on the kitchen wall and there is a a big uh painting of a watermelon very strange right and then when he asks what this is about the answer comes from a man who is like six foot eight in bare feet in pajamas with a beanie pulled over his eyebrows. And he's like, he looks at me Don't know. and he goes, I've never even seen that thing. <laughs> That's how it felt. It felt like he was just missing. Yeah, there we go. Maddie, uh, he does need a woman. And in my opinion, at one point, a woman did come by because there was a single wine glass in the cabinet which I used uh, like a homosexual. I used that wine glass to drink my, um, my what would you call it? Uh, the fucking the champagne. champagne. Cause I didn't want to get like totally plastered. I had already been, I had a beer at the place and I had been making a bad habit of drinking too much. And, uh, and so I was like, let me just go easy and get some champagne, um, which went out the window anyway, because Clint's got a fucking handle of vodka that he never touches. He says he's like, yeah, I just have it in case like somebody comes over because he's not a drinker. By the end of the night, it was nearly gone. Yeah. And it was mostly Clint. Just fucking it was a good night. Cups of vodka. It was a, it was an awesome night. And I'm so and then. Oh, yeah. We forgot to say that by the end of it, 1230 at night, we go. All right. Um, here's here's an awkward part. Go. I can't wait to talk about this on Tower Gang to his face because we say uh, 
we're like, yeah, we're going to stay over this. Like, this looks like it could, it could accommodate us. David said he's fine with, he said he's fine with the beanbag. So I was like, I listen, I, I, I had suggested right away. I was like, let's just get a hotel. It's not a big deal. And everyone's like, let's see what it's about. And I was like, this can get weird, but I'll let you do you. And which I always do. So go ahead, do your thing. No, he so didn't the, say, you never told me that it could be weird. I had no idea it could be weird. No, I, I don't mean it could be weird. I just mean like, hey, like it's, again, it's way more predictable if you go and you pay for a room. You never know. You right. never know what's, what's oh, and, right, right. and I'm glad that we found out because again, it was one of those things where it's like, I never, I don't, we don't know what's going on. So, you know, the, the wives, everyone's like, oh, let's stay here. And then they're like silently plotting as Clint, Clint's like this. And he's playing video games. No idea what's going on. At one point, I think you said, hey, let's watch like Love on the Spectrum. And he was like, nah, bro, playing Harry Potter. And that was it. Because he said he said to me, he goes, "Um, I was starting to drag the beanbag into the guest room. And he's like, oh, you don't want to you don't want to hang out. We could watch Love on the Spectrum or uh, or Down for Love, which like, hey, what's better than hanging out with Clint Russell and watching retards find love? That's that's amazing. And I was like. Yeah, man. You know what? That's cool. I got a couple more drinks in me. I could I could hang for a while, um, even though very sleepy. And so I come back out. And this is when I started, like, picking up the energy that, like, things were not okay with the wives. They were like, well, this is not fucking reasonable. And I go, um, all right, yeah, let's let's watch um, Love on the Spectrum. And he... Here's the thing. I said, Again. I said it at full volume, by the way. He said nothing. It's not, it's not like, not normal, because... If you're if you're a dude and you've hung out with your boys and like, I don't know, you go to a bar and they and then you like, I'm going to crash at your place. He's like, yeah, I'm just going to play. I'm playing video games. And that's like normal shit. And sometimes I'll just sit there and you watch them. Maybe you'll play if they got another controller or something like that. This is normal shit. What makes it not normal is the the woman in the room, because now we have to act in a different way. Right. Like, I don't think you notice. Maybe we're not normal. Cause I think what Clint did was completely normal. Like all of it, Agreed. that's exactly how I'd be living. If I had like all that money, I wouldn't give a fuck. I would just exactly like that. But we walked into a, a situation where we're like, we have to be more civilized because these people have vaginas and we kind of have to cater to that. And he's just Jeez. like, didn't, he's like, nah, that's not what we do here. And I'm like, that's the most ballsy, sh- not just ballsy, but like man shit. He took our man card. You realize that like we were, we were baffled by it because we've been domesticated, but what yes, he was yeah. doing, that was wild shit. Look, look at you. You look ashamed now. Right. And now thinking I about am, it that I, way. Dude, I feel ashamed when you say it that way. I do feel ashamed because I remember <laughs> that, that version of, of my life where like, yeah, that was a hundred percent what we used to do. And, and what was even worse is like, what I interpreted as 40 <laughs> domesticated men. Yeah, dude, I get it. What I interpreted as 40 minutes of silence, awkward silence towards the end, because we're all exhausted, right? You're you're fucking gone. You're laughing, right? We're just left to suffer there. You're like checking the fucking numbers on how we did on Rumble and shit. And fucking Clint is got us basking in 40 minutes of silence. He was just playing a video game. We were like freaking out. Like, what the fuck are we supposed to do? But what I will say is your boy never offered me a controller not once was he like that's trying to get disrespectful. down on this hogwarts shit that was disrespectful that's probably yeah. the most unforgivable part was he was never like yo r1 plus square is how you cast a spell 
and press this to summon the broom would have been i would have been like past the sticks i would have left the women suffering at least for 15 minutes to get down on some harry potter never offered me a controller not once did he pass the sticks and that was a foul i think that's the real foul yeah like if you would have if you would have threw on smash brothers we would have been fighting with our wives because we would have been like yo oh, shut 100%. the fuck up like that beanbag's pretty good right there just like we're, we're doing something yeah, that that was a that was where he fucked up. But the funniest part about it is after they've now plotted against him, not plot like to kill him or anything, but they they've they booked the hotel room right in front of him as they're texting every like they're, they're texting each other back and forth. They're like, yeah, we just and then they end up booking this room and then they tell us like it's time to go. Like they're texting us. It's like, oh, I guess we got to go now. So now we went from we're staying over to. All right, it's been a good night. And Clint looks up from his video games. He takes his headset off. He's like, "Huh? What do you mean?" He's like, "You you guys are leaving now?" And it was like, "Yeah, was just, we're just gonna go." And he was like, the "Fuck's wrong with my house?" It was like, "Well, let me start." <laughs> you've got you've got these cups. <laughs> you got these cups Dude. filled with with coffee or something. You've got like oh, but the, he was like baffled by. It. So we're like, yeah, it's like you know, like they just want to go. And he's just like, I don't I don't get it. And he like he's like. I don't understand. And I'm like, I don't know how to, I don't know how to, they, they just want to leave. Like they're, you're playing video games where they were going to sleep. So they want to, they want to leave now. And he's like, what do you mean? I was like, this is beautiful. I was like, I love you, Clint. I gave him a hug. <laughs> just left. And he's like, you know, that there's a, as we're leaving, he's like, there's a room and there's, there's a, there's a bed. You guys want to still sleep there. I mean, you can still sleep. And we was like, all right, see you later. Like going down the hall. He's like, he's out, out of his door. He's like, there's actually, you, there's room. It's okay like that. And it's like, I don't know what's going on right now. We just- <laughs> and then, I, I swear to God, as we went down the hallway, he was like, I have I have a second controller. And it was like, it's too fucking late, dude. It's too late for the second controller. Every single one of us. Every single one of us. It seems that way. It's, it's it wild. Way. I don't know which way I am yet, but I'm sure somebody will tell me in the future. Every single one of us. I mean, dude, Crazy. honestly, you're very reasonable, very hospitable. You're, you're, you're a good host. Um, I think that's just what we get with your like uncontrollable levels of racism comes like also a very uh, well-rounded, nice guy, family man. Right. But when you tell him we got to go, I have to go through this really like shameful thing. I just dragged a 300 pound beanbag into the guest room. And my wife, by the way, who told me, go and get the beanbag. They're like, she's the one who plotted with your wife that we have to leave. And now, for some reason, she's concerned about the fucking beanbag. So I have to go into this room. It's a double door situation, but they open into the fucking room and the beanbag is blocking the door from opening. So I'm like, you know, go trying to drag this fucking thing and I got to pick it up and turn it on its side. And you're like breaking the news to him that we're going and I'm just dragging so a corpse back into his fucking living room. So funny. It was just pure chaos. And honestly, I hope when we when we talk to Clint about this. I feel like I should apologize because I feel like this was my my wife's fault. And honestly, Bryson Gray, Bryson Gray wouldn't have let his wife do this shit. He would have put a fucking sleeve over her head and he would have said, shut up. We're sleeping on the fucking couch and we're playing Harry Potter, you dumb bitch. But yeah, that was my God, dude. I broke. I I, I get it, though. I mean, look, fat Dave for something. 
we settled for something that was uh, not as ideal either. Like we got to that hotel. It was the best Western. That was a lie. It was the worst Western. We got yeah. there. And for some reason, the beds, the, the rooms, they smelled like, I don't know if yours did. Mine smelled like water damage quite a bit. Didn't really You walked matter. in your room and you said, smells like it's wet in here. And then I opened my door. I was like, yep, something's wet in here. Like the, <laughs> the whole, it smelled like the carpet was wet the whole time. I don't know. Yeah, it was, it was, it was not, it smelled mildewy essentially. Um, and then, uh, I mean, it didn't really matter. I passed out pretty quick and you know, we woke up and we ate a subpar breakfast and maybe, well, you know what I will say? If we woke up at Clint's, there would have been no breakfast. I know this. You know, Harry hold on. Uh, still, yeah. Fat Dave, I sent you the link. If you want to hop in, we'll probably be on for a couple more minutes. So ask your wife if you're allowed and you can come in. LOL. Fuck you. Send the link. I did. <laughs> I did check your Twitter. Hold on one second. Let me make sure. I did. You retard. Check your Twitter. Um, yeah. If, and if AJ he comes in, I'm there with the fucking Harry Potter game was the craziest part somehow. Like, yeah, I didn't expect him. I saw. So I looked over. I'm trying to make conversation with him. Right. And I look over and I see the Spider-Man game, the new Spider-Man game. And I go, oh, surely uh, that's the one. Right. You, that's the one. We'll play. Yeah. I said, um, how is Spider-Man? You like it? Because I like that. That was a cool game. And he goes. Don't know. Playing Harry Potter. Like so dismissively too. Don't know. Playing Harry Potter. And then he fired it up and just Harry Potter right away. And I was like, damn, man, like this is uh, <laughs> cool fucking, fucking driving. Yeah, dude, I was driving. I was just like, I just hopped on because I like to hop on and just give you shit for never having me on. And so wait, did you have you heard the fucking the Clint conversation? No, are you aware of what we're talking about? On and I was like, what the fuck are they talking about? I know you were with, you know, with Clinton. Uh, I thought you were, y'all might talk about that, but. Uh, this is actually a very good point, Maddie. Clint wouldn't have even yeah. woke up when we left. So I'm thinking about having David back on tonight just for a couple minutes. This is a long story just for a couple minutes, because the best part of this is I know that Clint's not going to watch this. And yeah. I also know that he has no clue because, all right, when, when he was at my house, he has no clue about what is appropriate to do and what is not appropriate. But maybe he does. Maybe no. we don't know. No, that's what I'm thinking is maybe because, you know, he's in the upper echelon of society. That's where he lived most <laughs> of his life. Maybe this is just how rich people work. Maybe this is just what they do is they just don't give a fuck about you. And they're just like, you know, it's just like my time is so important. If I want to take a nap. And I'm at somebody's house. I take a fucking nap. Like it's not till two o'clock. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, dude. That's what I'm, I'm saying. Like, when he was he's like 24 hours a day, he's grinding 24 hours. So in it's his like, head in Clint's head. This is why I respect it so much. Cause it's so fucking gangster that day when he woke up at 2 PM and then got to Luke's house. That's why he had all the energy in the world. Cause he, you could tell he just woke up when we got there. Right. You could see the sleepy on his face. So, and we were up for at least six hours before then, like I'm taking care of kids, I'm doing shit before, and then we're making a long drive. He woke up that day and said he, before he left his house, he was like, damn, too late to play these games, but later for sure. <laughs> and he came and later after he beat me in ping pong, which is very close competitive games, he cheated too. But, um, after he beat me, he went up there and he was like fucking playing these games and he did. Motherfucker played those games not for God gonna, knows how long. Miss out. He's not going to miss out on those wait, games wait. for us. I, but I, I do think wait, somebody wait, said the craziest part was the Harry Potter house? thing. What's that? Wait, 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 you're over at his house and then like, or he's over at your house or uh, what, what? And then we're he just like leaves you all and play video games? Dude, okay, no, we're going to tell the story. Us. He just sat down right in fucking front of us. We'll tell the story uh, 
later tonight. You gotta, you gotta pop on now. You gotta. Sorry, sorry, uh, Corbo's wife. You gotta pop on for fifteen yeah, I, minutes. I'll, I'll be tell on the for story. A bit, yeah, yeah. It's it's a it's an insane. But then now thinking about it, really breaking it down, like we're we're the ones that aren't normal. Like you've been domesticated too, because Elizabeth wouldn't let you do certain things, right? Like you'd have to abide by some sort yeah. of rules. But yesterday, I will say, so my my uh, Elizabeth is really sick, so her parents came back. We went down to their house for Christmas, and then they came up yesterday, just out of the out of the blue, to go bring some soup. I was like, "Fuck it, I'm still." I was playing video games. And then when they got there, I was just like, I'm still going to keep playing. So they were just talking to her and I'm just sitting there playing video games. So maybe I have a little bit of that in me. Did she, did she get mad at you about it? No, she was fine. I, I think she's too sick to get mad anyway. Like she's, but she didn't, she didn't care. I did turn it off of like the racing game that had like rap music playing to like Battlefield five. So instead I was killing Nazis. So I think they were fine with that. Uh um, <laughs> I still think the the craziest part, and Cole, I don't know if you heard this, was the landscape painting of watermelon in his kitchen. Oh, wild shit. It was it was like three, I felt like it was three separate, I should have took a picture, three separate paintings, and it was almost like three-dimensional, and it made a watermelon. Yeah. And I was like, why? A real homage. It was an homage to watermelon, which was very strange. And he and he did treat it like he had never really noticed it before. And one one more thing, too. However rich you think Clint is, he's richer than you think. Like more money than you thought. Yeah. Yeah. You could tell it's, it's either, like same I said, it's either same with Toad. It's either Clint is completely lying and he has no money or he's got so much money that he just stopped buying underwear. And it's, it's the latter. Doesn't buy underwear what does anymore. He fucking buy? What does he buy? I don't know what he buys because all the furniture was there when he moved in. He won't buy cups. There's no new cups. We know that. So what the fuck is Clint buying? I don't understand. Like, I get it. He's got a car from the future, and that's probably expensive. And then he's got his PlayStation. And I swear to God, like, those are the two things that he seems to have bought because he's wearing the same pajamas that he had when he was 16. You see, look, this is like when somebody lies. No, I don't think he cooks either. When somebody lies, you always over lie. And I understand the watermelon part being something we're like, there's no way that he's the watermelon painting. The watermelon painting is just too far, right? I no. should have took a picture. I should have took a picture. I was just, Imagine we I just was went baffled. around his fucking house like, what the fuck? What the fuck? I mean, there was, and I don't know how he feels about this. Maybe he's insecure about it. Although I don't think so because he had so. us in. There's like a throw pillow that's just soaked in blood. That was like the real crazy part. I'm like, what the fuck goes on here, Clint? You have money, right? But you don't have money for a non-blood-covered pillow? Where was it? On the, on the couch? I didn't see it. It was on the couch. It was like, I if, he seems to have a thing where his favorite things are what's like broken in and comfy. Like somebody said a seasoned mug, right? I think he's got like seasoned pillows. He's got seasoned pajamas. You know, he's got like a, like there's nothing stopping Clint from buying a new beanie. I just want to point that out. And that fucking thing looked like he grabs the sides of it and pulls it down on his head as hard as he can occasionally. And then lets it go. And that's how it sits there. I don't understand the, Oh, I guess cause he's bald. So his head's cold. That makes sense. Actually. I hadn't thought about that. He's got you know, this is head. this is supposed to be a conspiracy show. It kind of wasn't, but then it turned into one because we're like really dissecting what Clint is, and we don't, we still don't know. I'm more confused now, but I'm happy about it. You know, I'm like, I'm I'm really happy with what we saw. I, I, I really amazed, honestly, it, it was fucking like. I know it sounds like we just talked a bunch of shit. I loved every second of it, dude. Me too. I genuinely did. I it yeah. was fantastic. 
It really was. I don't know what he's about. He's an enigma to me now. He's even more confusing to me uh, than he was before because, you know, I looked at him before and I was like, man, what's a guy like that who is so successful, um, you know, crushes on so many levels. What's, what's a guy like that operate like? And now that I know I have many more questions than I have answers. Bloody pillow probably has a cool story. I don't know. Yeah. It's like a childhood pillow. Uh, I, I don't understand it. There's a lot of weird shit like that around the house. Just a lot of strange things. He's probably just be like, no, nah, that's just my nosebleed pillow. Like, like he's like, Oh, Toad has a piss closet. I got a nosebleed pillow. I leave it there. That's one. Of, that's my favorite pillow to bleed on. Yeah. He's like, why am I going to get a new pillow? And I'm just going to fucking bleed on it again. Just keep using the same. But that was like, you know, right front and center in the living room. Like it wasn't like it was hiding in another room. It was like right there on the, on the, and like some of the things I didn't think about, right. I'm going to sleep on the beanbag. Okay, cool. Um, what about what the, yeah, this is so well, as, as we're bringing pillows. it, we're bringing it to the end here. We're talking about the bloody pillow. Yeah. Bloody pillow. What the fuck? The bloody pillow. I, I have an idea what it is. It's Nado shave co, you know, uh, minimize <laughs> ingrown hairs, enhance your shave. And I have a feeling that, uh, Clint was using that bloody pillow with that old bullshit five blade razor. And that's exactly what I was going to say. Yeah. And just, uh, you know, get a cut, be like, Oh, and, and just a little dab here, cut his head dab there. But then he, that means he's shaving at the couch. So man, the, the psychology behind it, you're shaving your head at the couch, dabbing it with the bloody pillow. And then you're also eating like French fries and the way he eats the French fries too. Very interesting. And this has nothing to do with the dough, but take the French fry and he put the ketchup on the fry and then eat it. Oh, which all the way down. He's a ratio guy. I don't understand any of it. It's oh yeah, Look, this is I gonna... get it, right? You want it? You want to make sure that every uh, bite has enough ketchup on it, and uh, you know, and then once again too, like he's, I guess he's kind of like a sauce uh, purist because he's got like five hot sauces there. Um, I, I don't know, but I think that he keeps the pillow around as a reminder every time he's about to go back to that five blade bullshit. He looks over to his right, sees that bloody pillow, and he goes. Never again. NadeauShaveCo.com. Not today. My homie Andrew Nadeau is looking out for me. He sent us the, he sent us all the standard issue. Even David got one. I think, I think Toad got the starter kit. Yeah, no, look, look, Toad did get the starter kit. That's fucked up. That means monetarily Toad is, hilarious. Toad's worth $25 less than the rest of Tower Gang. If we had to put a, a coherent number to it, we got it. But these prices might seem high. They're not very high. The Razor's, actually really quality like the the handle and the the encasement itself is really good quality he sends you a hundred blades this is a stupid idea on his part i don't know how he's going to continue this business model and make money because you never need another blade again with that standard issue it's like one and done you buy it and you never think about nado again until you're going to shave you look at that shave pillow you say not today satan not doing that we're doing fucking our nado shit and it's beautiful. I use it. David use it, uses it. Everybody I know uses it. My dog uses it. He shaves his nuts with this stuff. It's the greatest razor known to mankind. And I'm not saying that because they're our sponsor. I'm saying it because they pay us. 
And <laughs> now, honestly, dude, I mean, it's it's a great deal. I use it just to edge up my beard. If you're just edging up your beard, a hundred razor blades, guys, don't tell them, but you're never gonna have to buy fucking razors again. I'm literally I got a box like that, and it's a it's a heavy box, it's filled with stainless steel razors. Just there you go. That's exactly it, dude. And I am not going to have to buy more razors for another year. So especially if you're just a beard shape up kind of guy, this is the way to go. All right, nadoshaco.com at checkout use promo code nephilim for what is it 15 percent off 15 percent, yeah and you know it's I'm, i look at that yeah it's so he has his own blades and everything like that it's it's just well manufactured and i know you fucking retards that are watching this you're old dumb you probably forgot to buy some people gifts and you're late mm-hmm. and you're scrambling you have no idea what's going on that's why you're watching this show you're watching a show called nephilim desk where we don't even talk about the nephilim we're talking about <laughs> <laughs> well i guess we talked about clint for like 40 minutes but yeah man <laughs> yeah, go that out, counts, dude. buy this for your mother she'll love it she'll thank you and uh yeah i think i think it's a good place to ra- although hold on one second this is something that that i kind of wanted to talk about before do you have time david you gotta go yeah yeah i'm, I'm good i got time okay uh I don't care what he's saying here. Don't pay attention to it. But this is this is our uh, our fucking producer for Tower Gang, Tyler, whatever, Tyler. You guys today thought oh, it was funny. Yeah, you thought it was funny today to go and take shots at my girl and say a couple of things that were kind of mean about Amy Winehouse. And oh. I want to know why you would say such things. I also want to know if you listen to the music. So, okay, um, Your Honor, let me let me state my case. Um, she's a Jew. As, <laughs> yeah, she's a Jew here, and she's she's honestly very hard to look at. I find her she's dead, right? I found her very hard to look at, um, especially in her in her spiraling stages. Now, I have been uh, accosted left and right. I will say that you say that we said mean things about her. I was accosted on the internet for saying mean things about her. Uh, she's got a big f- fan base, right? And I, I don't know if, if that is her music is genuinely good or she fucking died. And you know how that shit goes, right? When people die, all of a sudden it's like much better. I am willing to concede that her music was not unique. I'm not going to say unique because it was fucking old timey. Yes, Leechel's much harder to look at now. Um, Her music had an old-timey vibe. It was very much a throwback. I don't even know what the genre is because I'm not a music snob. Uh, Top is a music snob. I'm not a music snob. Um, I listen to... I don't even know. I couldn't even tell you what the fuck I listen to. I actually rarely listen to music, which is weird. In hindsight, I know that. Um, But it's kind of old-timey. And so in that ways, it reminds me of like that fucking rockabilly era that we went through where everybody was getting like pompadours and fucking wearing like 50 style clothing. And um, that being said, I listened to a couple of songs. I listened to Valerie, which Great wasn't song. bad. <clears throat> I also listened to Back to Black, which was good. So it went wasn't bad. And then Back to Black was good. Um, I fucking cannot stand take me to rehab or whatever the, the shit she should have listened obviously in hindsight is 2020 she should have went to fucking um to rehab but uh i hate that fucking song i really do show us the tattoo i don't know which one which tattoo um, no, see, join join the patreon <laughs> <laughs> you can see my butthole tattoo but yeah so uh, valerie was good back to black was uh better and 
that other song rehab fucking is a horrifying song and i cannot stand that uh whatsoever so here's what, here's what why you, i love I would her like to know your take because you fucking you actually have taste in music yeah so she's very much like uh her, her music style is jazz i guess like it's old oh, it's a throwback to old school jazz from what the the greats back then were doing and number one the woman could sing Number two, she's actually a musician. She plays her instrument. She plays it before she like blew up. She would play the guitar and the shit she was playing on there was actually like advanced chording, advanced voicings for these chords. It was very hard to do and sing at a high level. Then her music, her, her songwriting ability is off the charts. So like that one rehab, it has a very pop kind of like a, it has like the, the touch of jazz to it, but it's a very pop song because it's like the number one hit song that she's, that she's done and everyone loves it. But it's just a reflection of her exact life. Like that's exactly how she lived and died. And you don't get like, most musicians don't even write their music anymore. This bitch was writing her shit. Like she took a journal whatever was going on in her life and made it into a song. And to me, there's like, it's something beautiful about that. There's something, it's not just someone like, like a Britney Spears where they're like, here, sing this here, dance this. And you go up there and it's like MK ultra out. Like this bitch was like doing some stuff like actually, actually creative. So whether you like it or not, that's one thing. But the fact that she was creating is what I respect about her. And then, you know, she got into the music industry. I'm sure that there were people just feeding her drugs because Somebody like that, if she would have survived, if she didn't die and kind of went the other way, I have a feeling that she'd be like one of us right now. She would have been talking about COVID. She would have been whatever. She would have been completely awake because she had a brain to think. And it's just unfortunate what happened to her. It was, it's predictable. You know, when you have these people, all the people that they had around her, the dude that she's singing the song about constantly just coming in and just poisoning and poisoning and like pushing her drugs, being pieces of shit. And, you know, she's a young girl. She's 20 at the time. All the fame in the world. It's just, it's a sad story. But her musical ability and her singing ability, in my opinion, is like once in a lifetime, you're not going to really get that kind of voice. And then you're not going to get it paired with uh, the person that desires to actually understand music. And then that specific type of music, which is like a, like, like the dude that we're going to try to have on um, uh, Dr. Parkenstein, like a very old soul kind of thing, right? You see how he's playing that shit that... That, that immediately makes like it appeals to me because it's like, who is this person? What are they doing? So the whole story is very unfortunate. Tyler likes to shit on her. Everyone likes to shit on her. And it's fun to shit on her. But I think in my opinion, she's up there with some of the some of the best musicians around. And, and she only had really one album. The album before that was just kind of like shit she threw together. So that's like for me, super, super impressive. And that's why I like Let her. me ask you this, because I, I have a thing. I, I allow to happen too often. And it's that I, my ability to recognize something as good when it comes to art is often clouded by the fucking people who also like it. In other words, like I, I'm, I think I'm a kind of a contrarian at heart. And so when I was younger and I'm watching all these people kind of flock toward her and celebrate her, I often will look at people and I go, well, you're a fucking idiot. And so I'm not even going to give the time of day. So truthfully, I had never listened to anything beyond rehab and just, you know, saw various pictures on the Internet of her. And I was like, Ugh. and so um, I allow people I will let people ruin a thing for me and I won't even try that thing. So I'll, it'll often go like 
un uh absorbed by me i won't fucking have it anything to do with it just because the people around it suck so bad is that something that you because i think i like suffer from that i actually uh abstain from a shit ton of things because the people who also like it which like look if something's good people are gonna like it uh right that's fucking reasonable yeah but for some reason i'm like uh, i hate you and i don't want to be associated with that thing because it reminds me of you i do I, like i said i did the same thing so covid happened and they were like, you don't need a mask. And I was like, I'm wearing a fucking mask. Cause I'm like, whatever you say the opposite. And then they're like, no, you need to wear the mask. So I was like, this doesn't work anymore. And I'm never wearing it again. <laughs> so I was like, I get it. I get it completely. And it's, it's one of those things, like even my favorite musician, like right now, and just in general, John Mayer is someone who I wouldn't listen to for the first like three, four years of his, his existence because of the people that listen. It's like a bunch of teeny boppers listening to him, but Sometimes, and it's not always, but sometimes it's like, all right, give this person a second listen and maybe there actually is something underneath there, some kind of musical ability or something that I could take from that. And it's, it's becoming more and more rare as we go along these days. But Amy Winehouse is one of those people, was one of those people, John Mayer, and there's, there's like a handful of others that are, even though they've reached this mainstream success, which, you know, I guess you could say about podcasts and shit too, right? Like, some podcast or you know um even I personalities to rogan like i started listening to rogan and then as time went on and the crowd that followed him got bigger and bigger i just became disenchanted and i faded and now I don't yeah me too to at all but but you know someone like rogan i do feel like his content has kind of like uh eased up and tapered off from the 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 shit that we were getting like we were getting like mainline you know and then as more people listen he kind of has to you have to please more people and then it becomes about money you know, I don't know. Amy Winehouse didn't. Well, she didn't have the she, she had a lot of success, but uh, she didn't have the chance to water down later on. Who knows what would happen? She didn't have John the chance Mayer, to sell out. Yeah. Well, yeah. No, she you know, this this bitch went to Mark Ronson's house in Miami and like smoked crack the whole time and wrote that entire album back to black. I was like, she's just out of her. That's the kind of that's why I like her, too. Like she'll she showed up to like like her performances and she just be fucking pissed drunk and she might not even want to sing the song. Like there's performances where you can go on. She's, she might not even be drunk. She's sitting there and she's looking at the people and the band's going and she just goes, nah. Or like halfway through a song, she'd be like, I didn't like how that went. And I, said, I might just go ahead and restart that. It's like, yo, this fucking balls. Never sang a song the same <laughs> twice. Like live, she went up there and she's like, whatever happened. That's very like Tower Gang. Like you go up there, like whatever happens, happens. And she did that. I appreciate that. I don't like that, like in a in a test tube kind of feel like today we're going to talk about the news. And what did this person do today is like fucking bring up this clip. Everybody knows we know those people. It's boring. I like that right off yeah. the cuff. What are we doing here? We're wild. She's a, she's got a needle hanging out of her arm. She might not even make it to the stage. This is I'd pay to see this bitch. I, I, would, <laughs> I regret not seeing because you don't know what's going to happen. You're winning me over. Did you, have you ever listened to Muse? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Muse. Yeah, they're, they're, like they're good, too. I like them because it's like, uh, I think your wife had this expression over the weekend that I thought was really funny. She said Holocaust music. Um, and I feel like, and I don't know what that is. It's like heavy fucking music, like, like purposefully driven. Like there's, it's like the soundtrack to the end of times. That's the kind of music that I like to listen to. And so I really like, uh, Muse. And before we wrap up, I just wanted to ask you something about Clint Zany without the trucks. It's so wild to look at Clint and go like, this dude is sober, by the way. Like yeah. he's not, he drinks only when, when he's like 
you know, what he's hosting. Um, we we so, completely shit on him this entire episode, but Clint is the only real ass dude. dude. Everyone else here is a bunch of fake ass bitches, including myself. Including yep. myself. He's the only one doing real shit. And I guess it shows, right? So, yeah, there you go. That's how it goes. But have you heard this idea that um, Jake Cole... And this is apparently a real thing. He actually issued a, an apology for it. Not really one for public apologies myself. I don't like that. But I can see how this was merited. Um, J. Cole's another musician. That's one of those. Like, I don't fuck with rap too much, but I do like J. Cole because I, there's I something like deeper Cole. there. Yeah. Yeah, I really enjoy J. Cole. Like, driving all the way to... Um, Las Vegas from New Jersey for 42 hours. I just fucking played all his albums. Uh, but he apparently had to issue a public apology because one of the songs, the beats that he sampled, the beats were made up of like chopped up murder. Like it was a murder and they chopped the fucking murder up and made beats out of it. And he didn't know that. Wow. You know, that's, that's one of the things I wanted to bring up, like, if we did get to talk with Bryson Gray, it's like, like, as, you know, as he's talking about, like, this, this form of art that Josie is doing there, like, you know, bring back this Americana kind of stuff, you're almost shitting on somebody doing, doing art. And at the same time, you're doing art. But I also understand that you don't, like, he, he doesn't understand the intricacies of, of music at all. I, I have a minor in music composition. I can guarantee you he doesn't even know the key signature that most of his songs are played in. Uh, forget about like, key, if you say key signatures, you'd be like, key signature? What the fuck are you talking I press a piano. I I press like, a key. Yeah, it's just like, you know, what's going on? What's the time signature of your of your music? How come there's no time slips? Was it, it's all 4-4? Four, four? Like if, I, if we start talking about that, it would be kind of like eye-opening. Like first off, you're being a little hypocritical about this form of art because you're dabbling in it too. But with music specifically, we're dabbling in something that like if you believe... If you believe in what the Bible says about uh, about Lucifer being the most beautiful angel, and as he walked, his his body and his garments like had tendrils and tassels, and it would make the most beautiful sound. So some people say he's the original musician, right? So when you're playing Christian music, even if it's pop Christian music or singing hymns or rap trap Christian music, whatever you're doing. In my opinion, you're kind of playing in the devil's playground here. We don't understand this shit. We don't understand the, the vibrations and the frequency and how it, how it changes people. I guarantee you all this shit's in 440, in 440 hertz. Hold on a second. You got the shirt on right here. I'm going to make 432, 432 hertz great again, right? That's funny. So, I, I literally thought that was a MAGA shirt this entire time. Oh, like, people, this motherfucker's wild. Pe- people do think that too. I don't give a fuck. Whatever. Think it's a MAGA shirt. <laughs> Um, I'm, I'm packing. We, <laughs> well, not in Florida. They're good. In Florida, they give me high fives. But in New York, something right. different. Yeah, see, this is a good question here. Yeah, rap is all 4-4, four, four, right? Some of it is 6-8. Um, most of it is 4-4. Four, four. Like, they don't even understand. 6-8 would be like 1-2-3-1-2-3-1-2-3-1-2-3, right? 4-4 four, four is 1-2-3-4-1. It's just common shit, like, that you could bop your head to. You know, so, but they're not exploring, like, the, like, what you can actually do with this music stuff. Because it's... I guess a uh, shout out to Juan. Juan would call it uh, alchemy, right? You're, mm-hmm. you're manipulating uh, frequencies and sounds to evoke an emotion in somebody or maybe even open a portal, right? We've heard of people like singing and doing right. this kind of shit like that. Yeah, it's, it's a powerful, powerful tool. And I just, yeah, I think it's fucking boneheaded to, to be in it and not really under try to understand it just to do it at the surface level it's like it's it's almost dangerous 
while at the same time bragging that you're a fucking billboard charting rapper. You know what I yeah, mean? It's it, like you're on the side of Christ and this is all a spiritual battle and you're bragging that you're a fucking billboard charting rapper, but also more than likely have no idea what you're doing on that level. Yeah, absolutely. No, listen, I would have loved to talk to him and say, do you have any idea? And when he said no, I'd be like, thought so. But yeah, dude, we're, we're really, we're, we're, you know, we're swimming in waters that we don't quite understand, especially church music, man. Like we don't know, we don't know what we're doing. We're evoking an emotion. Like I've been playing on stage and I'm going to wrap it up in a second, but I've been playing on stage with that guitar right behind me and people would be crying and not because of my music, not because of, oh, what I did. It's a, it's a contribution of vibration and frequencies that the, key, the keyboard, the bass player, the violin, me, the singers, everyone is making in unison that's affecting this person along with the words that someone had written previously years before. It's, it's magic what you're doing. It's strange. And if you don't appreciate that and understand that, it also, it also could be demonic. You know, you're, you're, you're emulating a style of music that was made popular by, you know, uh, like these black dudes with face tattoos and murder raps and they were high on scissor. And you're saying you're glorifying Christ with that. I just don't, I don't know. I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't play in that game, but you know, you're much smarter than me. So that's you almost do you, like a butt fucking for Christ, right? In a way <laughs> where it's like this art form is totally fucked up. Like, what are you doing? Paying homage yeah. to Christ in this way. We're, we're taking it know, back, but we're going to make gay sex great <laughs> we're again. We're taking back butt Um, <laughs> So listen, guys, uh, before we go, I just want to let everybody know that, uh, well, tomorrow we're doing, we're not doing them, but we're having on L.A. Marzulli. That's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to talk a bunch of Nephilim shit with him. So that's going to be Nephilim Death Squad tomorrow. And then on New Year's, uh, Top and I will be hanging out together. And what we want to do is we want to have a ball drop companion. So uh, if you're confused on what that means, which we're still kind of ironing it out as we go, basically probably around like, 10 30 or something like that maybe 11 we'll start a live stream we'll pop in we'll hang out but we're gonna have you know people there with us so we're gonna cycle in and out there's gonna be dead air for like 15 fucking 20 minutes at a time we'll come back in top has this genius idea of just shooting the link out to a bunch of celebrities and just seeing what happens so who knows maybe we'll be in the kitchen having drinks for 15 minutes and fucking john stamos will be sitting here like Hello, what's what is this? And we'll completely miss him. <laughs> we'll completely fucking miss him. So that could happen, right? I think we should try to shoot one of Tila Tequila. I think that would be cool. Uh, but <laughs> we want to do this ball drop companion. We're going to chop it up and turn it into an a- actual episode. But you guys can hop in, interact in the chat. It's going to be fucking really about nothing at all. Uh, like I said, just the same way they do fight companions, we're going to do a ball drop companion. Maybe we'll do a little bit of recap uh, talking about you know (laughs) the show that's been here for what two and a half months or some shit like that just all the shit we've been through in two and a half months um and the guests that we've talked to and everything like that uh so if you are so inclined hop on and hang out with us on new year's bring the new year's in with nephilim death squad yeah bring it in they want to know if we could say nigger on rumble yep there you go thanks guys so have a good day (laughs) or something i don't know Greatest hypnotist on planet Earth is a oblong box in the corner of the room. It is constantly telling us what to believe is real. If you can persuade them that what they see with their eyes is what there is to see, you've got them. Be 
because they'll lack in the face of an explanation that portrays the bigger picture of what's happening. And they have. 